Haley was a six-year-old girl that had been sleeping in the backseat of her mom's car for since she was born. Never, never had her own bed. And they finally, you know, through some through some programs, finally got a house. And they walk in this this house. And I've seen, I always say, I've seen homelessness before. I've helped homelessness and you know, homeless people transitioning and things of that nature. But I really never noticed it through the aisles of a child. You know what what they see. And they, they see things differently, I think. And, and and this little Haley girl certainly was so happy just to have a roof over her head, you know, and her house parked in the same spot. And she was so excited. She pulled me in the back, in her back room to show me here this room. She'd never had a room before. And uh, so I walked in this room and, you know, you can imagine it's kind of worn down. the holes in the carpet and cracks in the wall. And there's used toys in the closet that doesn't have a door. But really what got me the most is sitting in the corner was this pile of clothes, little nest. And that's where Haley slept. You know, she'd come home, take her clothes off, put her PJs on, sleep on her school clothes, and then reverse it in the morning. And that was her that was her routine. And in the house, there was nothing. It was just a can of soup sitting on a hot plate that was on a milk carton. That was really the only thing in the house. So, you know, it was really touching. And I, th- th- then became pretty excited to bring this child this bed. And me and a friend of mine, Jordan Allen, we grabbed pieces of our bed and brought it in and started putting it together. And you, could t- you know, you could see Haley was trying to figure out what we're doing. And then all of a sudden she realized, oh, my gosh, this is a bed. And just just went crazy, just super happy, cried, started hugging and kissing the bed, hugging us. And that was one overwhelming feeling. And then to look over at the mom, and again, I was raised by a single mom, too, to see her you know, just sobbing. When she realized not only are we bringing a bed, but we, we got mattresses and brand new sheets and pillows and all these people help, you know, help bring these, these items together for her. It was just, it was really neat to see. It was overwhelming. Um, and I say we were, you know, on a ride home, it's about 30 minutes away from where we delivered. Me and my buddy really didn't talk or say much to each other. It was just, it was just, you know, one of those solemn moments of, did that really happen? And did, did, did we really see what we saw? And, you know, it kind of sets in of, that's what little Haley's been sleeping on. No kid is going to sleep on the floor in my town if I have anything to do with it. And that, that became our motto and now is our mission statement. Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about doing good in the world. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Luke Mickelson. Luke is the founder and executive director of Sleep in Heavenly Peace, a volunteer-driven nonprofit dedicated to building and delivering handmade, fully furnished bunk beds to needy children. They have delivered more than 140,000 beds in four countries with over 276,000 volunteers. And for his humanitarian efforts, he was nominated as a top 10 hero by CNN in 2018. To learn how you can help support Sleep in Heavenly Peace, please visit their website, and I'll include a link in the show notes. Welcome, Luke. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Thanks, Linda. Nice to meet you. Thank you. I love meeting with people who make an effort to do good things in the world, and I love when you find a need and then find a way to fill that need. So I would love to hear your story of how this came to be. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on and, and the opportunity to share our story. You know, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is 
for me, you know, I've said that and told the story many times, but um, but it never changes the fact that it still gets to me and, and uh, still brings back those those jitter feelings of of what what when you when you stumble across a need that you realize no one is fulfilling or or very little, um, just how um, I don't know the word awe or or uh, inspiring that you want to make it and that you want to give back uh, really feels like. And so doing these always, always brings me back to those feelings. So I appreciate having me on. And we, um, you know, sleeping on the piece where a little bit about me is I'm a, I'm a small town kid from Idaho. I, you know, let's make sure we get that. <laughs> we get that clear. I, I, you know, I grew up in actually in a small town called Kimberly where, uh, you know, I played all the sports. I was, uh, you know, I did all that. And then after, after uh, uh, high school, I, I served a mission, went to college, um, you know, got married, started raising kids like everybody else does. And, and one thing I really noticed, Linda, is I always enjoyed, um, you know, helping the youth um, in my church callings at the time. I was what was called um, a, a young men's president, um, where I dealt with the spiritual and activity growth of the young men's program from ages 12 to, to 18. I coached my my kids the whole nine yards, right? And uh, and you know, and I was I was an outside salesman. I, I like to talk to people. I like to uh, visit different different industries and, and really learn. Kind of an entrepreneur myself. I really I really enjoy businesses. I enjoy growing them. I enjoy being involved with them. And so that coupled with a little bit of my service <laughs> that I got from my mom. Her, you know, I was raised by a single mom, and so I you know her her dedication to. To helping her kids out, she had five kids. We're crying out loud. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how we made it. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so, so with with that kind of background, you know, I didn't grow up wealthy at all. We, you know, we 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 got by with family and friends' help and and all that jazz. And my mom was a was a big part of who who I was and and why I'm where I'm at today. Obviously, but it also ingrained in me the the I don't know the joy the excitement and kind of the obligation of I always felt of giving back to the community. Cause when I was young, we didn't have anything. I remember, I remember my mom one time went out to the, um, went out to the, grabbed the mail and in the mailbox was $1,500. Oh. And that was to help pay for, for, uh, for mortgage and Christmas that, that one year. And, um, it always struck me, you know, I always wanted to be that guy that could do that. And, and obviously felt like I need to give back to my family and friends and, and those that, that help others is, just a big part of who I've always wanted to be and, and try to be. So, so when back in 2012, serving in this, uh, this church calling as young men's president, you know, we came across this family in our, in our community that had kids sleeping on the floor. The, the mom was the school bus driver and dad was in and out of, uh, jobs, just mental health issues and things of that nature. So they, you know, they didn't really have a lot. And I kind of related to, the fact that they were from my small town, you know, it was only 3,500 people and, uh, and they helped with the school district. They helped with the kids and lo, lo and behold, they've got kids of their own that are sleeping on the floor. And I, Linda, I'd never really heard that before. I'd never seen it. I, you know, it cert, certainly every kid's got a bed somewhere. Right. And so it really kind of struck a chord with me that, you know, I'm going to figure out how to help this family out. So at the time, the, the, the activity arm of the church was Boy Scouts, basically. So I was the leader over the Boy Scout leaders, um, and but but I had a little group of my own kids, and and we took them all in and said, you know, hey, what can we do here? You know, I, I kind of let them try to figure it out. You know, like uh, we'd go buy a bed or get one donated, and I don't know. It just kind of hit me that 
here's a great opportunity that I could take these kids and teach them something. You know, they're so used to coming home after school and grabbing an Xbox controller and playing Halo all day, right? And I said, you know what? This is a great time to let's get that Xbox controller out of their hands. We'll put a drill in it. We'll put a sander in it. And we'll teach them how to do something. And I don't know, what, you know, I don't know if you have any kids, but yeah. trying to get a, trying to get a twelve year old kid happy about doing anything other than screen time is difficult nowadays. It is. <laughs> so, so, and that's really kind of what shocked me. To be honest with you, is we get started on building this bed. My, my daughter had a bunk bed that you know we we'd had in the family for a while. And I just went down there and measured it and copied it, you know, changed a few little things on it, but to make it more simple, because I'd never, I'd never built a bed before. Um, in fact, I had to borrow my wife's tools. I don't, I don't <laughs> For real? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and, and uh, so we kind of learned together, you know, us, us and these, these Boy Scout kids, we, we just kind of built this thing together and. And it was so much fun. And to see these boys just actually excited, they, you know, took a couple of three or four days, right? You know, hey, 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 brother Mickelson, when can we come over and work on this? And I'm like, I just, I'm not even off work yet, guys. Hold on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but after, you know, after three or four days, we finished it. And, um, and I had to stay back in my garage and clean it because it was, I just did it in my garage. Um, and the boys and their parents went and delivered the bed and, I guess I just heard the next day at church that it was such an amazing experience to see, you know, the joy that these kids had, and, and, and let alone the conditions that they slept in, right? And uh, I don't know, I got a little jealous, to be honest with you. I wanted to you see the out. fruits of, yeah, you know, I wanted to see the fruits of our of our journey and, and our and our service. And but really, what hit me the most is, you know, it's Christmas time, and I don't know about you, I'm, you know, I have three kids. One was brand new at a. I don't know, what, uh, seven and 11 year old, something like that. And, uh, I'm sitting on the couch and, you know, trying to figure out life and trying to figure out how am I going to pay for stuff. And, and, you know, then you got kids screaming about they want another Xbox and they want this toy. And, you know, you're, you're just sitting there going, gosh dang it. <laughs> you little ungrateful brats. I, no, I mean, I love my kids, but, uh, you know, you sit there and you're like, uh, it, I just got done with this amazing experience of, building this bed and then giving it to guess what a child that didn't even have one and you're worried about an xbox uh you're worried about you know these these toys so i i just right then linda i just got this this jolt of get, get out of, get off the couch and go build another bed so that's what i did got up off the couch walked to the garage and i remember everybody's like where, where are you going and i said you know what we got leftover wood i'm gonna build another bed and uh you're coming with me <laughs> And, you know, it was so amazing to, to take my kids out there and grab this wood. And I, I kind of knew what I was doing a little bit more now. And so we built this bed together and had so much fun. It was, you know, the first week of December and it's cold in the garage, but, you know, we just had so much fun doing it. And then, um, and then it came to the point of, okay, what, what do you do with this bed now? And it's one of those things where you, you build it, you don't know that there's even a need. You just, I just did it at first for my kids, and I figured we'd, fig we'd find someone, you know. And then it was kind of I'm like, well, okay, what, what do I do with this bed now? And and I uh, they, I was told I was told why don't you just put it on like one of these buy sell trade Facebook groups right there in there in Twin Falls. And basically, it's a, a Facebook uh, garage sale group, if you will. You okay. Know? And so I just <clears throat> I threw it on this this uh, Facebook buy sell trade group. Said, hey, you know, it's Christmas time and we want to give back. My family and I did this little Christmas project. We built this bed. We're looking for a child 
the a couple of children that that need need beds. And at first, I didn't think it was such a good idea. You know, a free bed on Facebook. I can imagine there's going to be thousands of you know people wanting a free bed, and um, and was the need really there? I don't know. And we got we did get some requests, but what was more shocking was the amount of people that just wanted to help. They said, "Luke, what are you doing? Like, can, can I help? Can I bring some blankets and sheets? I've got to use mattress." It, it was it was overwhelming, and, and it was that was one thing. And then the second thing is, is to read the stories, the people that that would message me about their situation and the kids that they were, the, what, what the kids were sleeping in. It just it just melted my heart, and I remember. Um, a friend of mine had this family. I call it my Haley story. Haley was a six-year-old girl that had been sleeping in the backseat of her mom's car for since she was born. Never, never had her own bed. And they finally, you know, through some through some programs, finally got a house. And she said it would be perfect. And I really, you know, we only had one bed. I really wanted to make it a special occasion for my kids and for me, and and of course for the family. And so this just it just checked all the boxes. And so. But I had no idea, Linda. We went to this house, and and he walk in this this house. And I've seen, I always say, I've seen homelessness before. I've helped homelessness and, you know, homeless people transitioning and things of that nature. But I really never noticed it through the aisles of a child, you know, what, what they see. And they, they see things differently, I think. And, and, and this little Haley girl certainly was so happy just to have a roof over her head, you know, and her house parked in the same spot. And she was so excited. She pulled me in the back, in her back room to show me this room. She'd never had a room before. And, uh, so I walked in this room and, you know, you can imagine it's kind of worn down with holes in the carpet and cracks in the wall. And there's used toys in the closet that doesn't have a door. But really what got me the most is sitting in the corner was this pile of clothes, little nest. And that's where Haley slept. You know, she'd come home, take her clothes off put her PJs on, sleep on her school clothes, and then reverse it in the morning. And that was her That was her routine. And in the house, there was nothing. It was just a can of soup sitting on a hot plate that was on a milk carton. That was really the only thing in the house. So, you know, it was really touching. And I, th- th- then became pretty excited to bring this child this bed. And me and a friend of mine, Jordan Allen, we grabbed pieces of our bed and brought it in and started putting it together. And, you, could t- you know, you could see Haley was trying to figure out what we're doing. And then all of a sudden she realized, oh my gosh, this is a bed and just, just went crazy. Just super happy, cried, started hugging and kissing the bed, hugging us. And that was one overwhelming feeling. And then to look over at the mom, and again, I was raised by a single mom too, to see her, you know, just sobbing. When she realized not only are we bringing a bed, but we we got mattresses and brand new sheets and pillows and all these people help, you know, help bring these, these items together for her. It was just it was really neat to see. It was overwhelming. Um, and I say we were, you know, on a ride home. It's about 30 minutes away from where we delivered. Me and my buddy really didn't talk or say much to each other. It was just, it was just, you know, one of those solemn moments of, did that really happen? And did, did, did we really see what we saw? And, you know, it kind of sets in of, that's what little Haley's been sleeping on. Oh my gosh, you know, we just spent a couple of hours. Back then, it took a couple of hours to build one bed. We do it much faster now, but, <laughs> you know, to solve that problem in just a few hours of a couple of time, nights uh, a week, you know, I always tell people college football on Saturdays and fishing and, you know, doing all this stuff just didn't seem near as important um, as, as building beds for kids. And so, you know, we, I remember looking over at my friend and said, you know what? No kid is going to sleep on, 
in the in, in my town or sleep on the floor in my town if I have anything to do with it. And that that became our motto, and now is our mission statement. Mm, that is so beautiful. Okay, let's go back and talk about the different things about how you found one need, one family, one person. And then from there, you gathered the support and enlisted the help of some young men who, who found joy in their service, in their creation, in doing something different, in giving back. Things that sometimes we don't think that youth know how to do that or would be interested in that. Like you said, it's hard to get a, a, a teenager to be interested in anything that doesn't involve a screen. And not only did you help them to be able to find life beyond a screen, but they also gained some skills. If if you're working with some tools and you're doing some things and you're, you're using your hands, you're creating, you're building. And then they got to have the experience of, of seeing someone appreciate what they did. And that's huge. And yeah. then you had the opportunity to take it to the next level. And that is so incredible. And, oh. and Luke, I have had the opportunity to be a volunteer for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And oh, really? I have helped build beds and I have helped deliver beds. And being in the part of building the beds, it was fun. We got to do it as part of a family reunion. We're just, you know, laughing and talking and putting things together. And and then to be able to get in the, the trucks and to deliver. And in my area and where we chose to deliver was uh, refugee children. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And as we got to go into these homes, and as you described, there were living conditions that I personally had not seen before where children uh, were sleeping in piles of clothes on the floor. And in in this particular housing place, there were also lots of bugs. It was very dirty. It was very unsanitary. It was not inviting in any way, shape or form. And then to see and to be able to be a part of coming in and putting together something that was new and beautiful and theirs. And there was a variety of experiences with different people. Um, but to see joy, to see gratitude, um, and, and it changed, it changed the lives of those individuals. And it was beautiful. So I thank you for making this happen and for allowing me to get a taste of what you experienced because it is beautiful. And um, at part as our conversation today, I would love to hear some of the individual stories, but I also want to make sure that we share uh, both sides here where there are people who are listening who are going to be just like the people who saw your Facebook thing and said, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of this. This is beautiful. And there's going to be other people who are listening who are going to say, I would really like my child to have a bed. And so if you can help us walk through both of those, and I'm sure the website will be super helpful, but some yeah, specifics no would be great. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I love, you know, I, 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 I 
I kind of go by a motto. I said it when I was a CNN hero. They actually put it on my plaque, which is one of my most precious things I I have, just because it really means what I what I said. And, and I, you know, I, I tell people, look, if you want true joy, true joy, you need to stop looking at yourself and see how you can help someone else. And now your your problems, they're not going to go away. They just don't vanish. But what I will tell you what happens is they just don't seem as heavy. They don't seem as terrible. And, you know, and I'm no different. I mean, when I when I delivered that first bed or did that first build, parts of it was for me. I mean, I felt I felt lost. I, I had a little bit of a faith crisis going on. I didn't know if I was in the right job anymore, if I liked it, if I was even good at it. Anymore. You know, I just you go through all these things, middle middle age. Man, and, and uh, here I was experiencing the opportunity to give back to someone who really needs a child, for crying out loud. And it just filled me. And and Linda, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I'm so grateful you've been on a delivery, especially because you see not only the fruits of your build labors, if you, if you built, but you see the joy, the real joy that these kids have. And almost every time, you come into these homes, these kids, they're a little apprehensive, right? They're a little shy. They're hanging on to mom or hide behind mom. These, these weirdos, these, you know, these strangers are in their bedroom with loud, loud drills and putting this thing together. And then when they see it completed and they realized, Oh my gosh, this is, and, and we try to explain them. This is your bed. It's not your brothers. It's not your mom's. It's not your dad. It's your bed. And they go from a pile of clothes or the hard floor to the, to a bed, they just light up and, and they, they come out of their shell. And we tell people, look, it's a lot more. It's a lot more than just a simple bed. It's more than just a good night's sleep. These kids, um, it builds confidence for them. It builds um, a sense of a belonging. Um, I think it and, gives and a dignity sense, too. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Dignity in themselves, starting to dignity in things that, that are around that now matter. You know, kids can't even have a sleepover. They're too embarrassed, you know. And I remember one time uh, Mike Rowe made a good point one time when he said, look, Luke, we call it a bedroom. But if there's no bed in it, it's just a room. And I love that statement because it's so true. You don't, you know, it's not time to go to bed. It's time to go to your room, <laughs> you know, and without a bed. And, you know, and there's you, you see that that side of it. It solves so many problems. And as a volunteer to be able to go in there and it's one thing to build the beds, but to deliver those beds and and realize the efforts of the community and helping a child and even the family realize that this community did this for you. That's why we do it the way we do. SHP, we don't have chapter presidents scattered across the country and they sit in their garage and build beds. That's not how we do it. We do it with the volunteers. We make sure volunteers of the community are giving back to the community because we want those people to know Hey, your neighbors are here caring about you. Their neighbors are here worried about how your, your children and how, how we can help your children get a good night's sleep. And to see that is, is, it's life changing. It has been for me. And, and then those, those volunteers that want to give back, you know, you mentioned Mike Rose, uh, returning the favor, uh, Facebook, uh, watch series that we were on. A lot of people saw that 10 million. And we had since then, we've had over 5,000 chapter requests worldwide. And right now we've, we've trained over 330 chapters. We've got about 280 that are active right now. But those are all men and women that recognize and, and maybe not even recognized most of them actually in the beginning 
didn't realize that child bedlessness was this big of a problem in their own communities, you know. I'm from Twin Falls, Idaho. There's fairly wealthy community in Idaho. I mean, it's, I wouldn't consider poverty at all. We, we've delivered thousands of beds there, and there's still a need. So the, these people that, that want and, and have felt this desire, um, you know, I learned a long time ago that we solve child bedlessness, but we also solve another major problem in our country, which is we have so many great people out there. They're tired of the the negativity. They're tired of the news that they hear. They want to give back. They really want to help others. They just don't know how. Well, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is nothing more than just an avenue for people to give back to not just the community, but children in their community and solve a problem as big as child bedlessness because it does represent about 3% or greater of the total population. You're in a town of 100,000 people. There's four, three or 4,000 kids sleeping on the floor or in really uncomfortable situations. When wow. people realize that and they, they, they learn that there is an avenue, if there's a chapter of Sleeping Every Peace goes by, you can, you can go and either donate directly to the chapter. You can be involved. If there's not, you can start a chapter. And we really wanted to make it as simple as possible for people to start a chapter in their own areas because we know that's the fastest and the best way that we're going to be able to grow and reach as many kids as we as we can. If we, we built them all in Idaho, you know, and then shipped them across the country, we wouldn't be able to build the 50,000 beds we, we build a year now in the in the almost entire uh, – every state in the, in the country right now. That's because of the men and women that are dedicated – and have the passion to really want to make a change in the, in these kids' lives. 50,000 a year. That's right. You know, and that's actually 50,000 beds. You know, that's the, and that's, we just do that every year now. We've gotten that big. And, and the, the, the sad thing is the, if that even came close to the actual need, that would be one thing, but we receive a hundred plus thousand applications a year. And each application is 2.2 kids. I mean, you do the math where, and that's just the people that know about us. We're still, you know, fairly young. We started in 2012, but we really didn't start getting known until about 2018, 19. So only for three or four years now. And we're just now getting to that point where child bedlessness is actually a subject that people can talk about. It's a, it's becoming a known problem. We hope anyways, you know, as we raise awareness and podcasts like yours, we hope we, do two things really, which we, we so grateful Linda for you because this will raise a lot of awareness to people that don't know that child bedlessness really is that big of an issue. I mean, right. how many, how many of us think, Oh, you know, certainly every kid's got a bed. I promise you it doesn't know economics. It doesn't know class. It doesn't know race. It doesn't care. It's in every demographic that you can think of. And, and, and SH, SHV, we, we don't care about demographics. It's three to 17. If your kids without a, a bed between those ages, we're going to figure out how to help you out if we can, you know, and, and it's so large, raising awareness is so important. And then of course, you know, supplying the need where we can, building chapters where we don't have chapters and getting volunteers like yourself, bring your family out and you can build beds, learn how to build beds. Yeah. It's just super it's fun. Really it's really cool. It's really yeah, it's cool. A, it's, a, it's a fun energy, you know, yeah. um, and then delivering as a whole a whole different energy. I have to say, totally different, totally different experience yeah. on the building end as the delivering. And it was a, really a, quite an honor to be able to, to be on both ends of, of that. Yeah. So. Awesome. I'm so, you might be one of the first podcast 
MPs or interviewers, however you say it. <laughs> that's actually uh, done both of those, by the way. Not very many. Of, I don't. I can't even think of one that's done one. So well, you got one uh, now. This is awesome. Awesome. You got one awesome. now. That was yeah. It's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. It is eye opening. Yeah. And, and increases yeah. your awareness. And to, yeah, and to see the and to see the need, you know, you got to understand. You know this, but a lot of the listeners, you got to understand. Most of the families we serve, they're single parents, typically a single mom, escaping a pretty bad situation, mm-hmm. and you know, or it's foster care kids that are, you know, going into these families. I have a great story where this this family, two two kids, it was, I think they were six and seven, boy and girl. Mom and dad were out of the picture. Parents, grandparents lived across the country, and they couldn't take them. And and you know, the only people they know in their lives is they're each other, right? And they were going to the foster care program. Well, unless the foster family has two beds, two separate beds, they'll get split up. And the judge told the social worker, you have 24 hours or else these two kids will be split up. And their first call was, you know, I'm grateful to say, oh yeah. Well, their first call was to us. And we, I tell every chapter, you got to hold off a couple of beds just in case, because I learned a long time ago, had we not had inventory for for that those two kids, they would have been separated from each other. And now, because we can get them some beds, you know, those kids stay together. And, and it's just, there's thousands and thousands of stories like this that that just express the need of helping these kids, building these beds, providing a, a way for them to keep families together. That is huge. That is so huge. And how important it is in that situation where siblings only have each other. And that's the only family, the only familiarity. That means the world. That is so much more than getting off of the floor and getting out of a nest of clothes. That is, that's saving a child. It, 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 quite frankly, saving a family too. There's many, many situations where the single mom's going to lose the kids because she can't afford beds and they have to have beds and CPS comes in and looks at it and, you know, they don't want to take the kids away, but they have to protect the kid. And if, you know, if a child's sleeping on the floor, you know, they're going to find a different situation for them. And so there's many, many stories of, you know, three or four or even as many as I remember seven, a family of seven that, I mean, she couldn't afford seven kids there's seven beds for kids that'd be impossible you know we we brought them three bunk beds in a single bed and you'll you'll see a picture of of the, her little girl we call her rose big blue eyes you know she's a almost like the child icon of shp because she's just a beautiful little girl that it's hard to think where she'd be right now if we weren't able to keep her with her family um and and Linda, I mean, you build beds, you can build them pretty fast. And for a couple of hours uh-huh. of your time to take raw wood, I mean, raw blank two by fours mm-hmm. and two by sixes on one end. And in just a couple of three hours of your, your help and the community's help, we can build 30, 40, 50 beds in three or four hours and save that many kids. Oh my gosh. You know, and for, for something as simple as $250 a month or $250 per bed rather, you know, to, to furnish, deliver a full bed for, for these kids, man, I just, I don't know a better use of your time or your money. It's beautiful. (laughs) And I'm glad you mentioned how quick it it is because being able to have the opportunity to build the beds, you really streamlined how to put it together. And, and so it was, it was easy. 
yeah, we I've had <laughs> I've had ladies uh, in stilettos coming on their lunch breaks building headboards. It's super <laughs> funny to watch. Oh yeah, you know it's funny they they came in. I remember one story that came in. I kind of looked at them and go, really? You know, you're a bank teller and you're in your you know you're in your suit pant, you know your pantsuit, whatever, and, and dress and stilettos, and you're gonna build beds. And they built like, oh, I can't remember. It was ten or so headboards in just the thirty minutes they had. They they whipped it out, and that was that was what what's really fun to see too. I mean the 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 energy, um, and the team building that a build provides. The community and provides a business and provides really even a family that, um, it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. I've had, I've had a four year old sanding a piece of wood, a picture of a four year old sanding a piece of wood with a 104 year old guy. It was kind of cool to see a century. Yeah. It was, it was really neat in San Antonio. And so, you know, it, it just, we, you have a job for everybody. And I learned a long time ago that the happiest volunteer is the sweatiest. And the dustiest, and and it's be, it's because they want to feel like they gave back. I mean, to to be able to show up. I remember a guy came in one time. He had volunteered at many many organizations. Just this older guy, and he came up to me. And he says, uh, "Where where do you need me?" And I said, "Well, what do you what do you do?" And he's like, "Well, I was a carpenter for thirty years." And I said, "Oh, I know exactly where to put you." And I, you know, the the most dangerous piece of equipment we have is a is a miter saw. And I figured thirty years of of experience, this guy knows how to use a miter saw. Plus, you can't, you know, you got to cut twice or measure twice, cut once, right? Right. So I put, I, I put this guy on this, and I kind of forgot about him. Like four hours later, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that is that guy still alive? I don't know. Where he's at. <laughs> and lo and behold, he was over there just covered in sawdust. And he and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, oh, this guy's gonna hate me. I feel bad. And he come up to me. I kid you not. He he shook my hand. He's like. I want to tell you something. He says, I've volunteered a lot of places, but I have never went to a place and immediately put on a job and did it for four hours straight to pr- produce that. He said, thank you. That was the funnest activity he's ever done. And I'm like, really? Like you're sweaty, you're dusty, you're, <laughs> you're going to be blowing, you know, sawdust boogers out for the next week. And, and you're thanking me. I mean, that that's where I realized, Linda, it's deliveries are one thing, but but providing service for those in need. And when those in need are children sleeping on the floor, it really is a marvelous, wonderful service activity that, that brings a level of fulfillment. I don't know. It, it, for me, anyways, it brings a level of fulfillment that I've never felt in any other service activities I've done. That is wonderful. So, do they just go to your website? How do people find out how to sign up to volunteer? And do they go to the website also if they are the one who are in need? Same place? Absolutely. Keeping it easy. Same place. Yep. Keeping it easy. SHPbeds.org is our website. If you go there, and I set this up. I'm a country boy from Idaho, right? I want to keep this as simple and clean, as transparent as possible. When you go there, there's a couple of things you can do. You can... Obviously, donate. Donate's the way we, you know, we fund this thing. But you can donate specifically to a chapter. And I'll tell you right now exactly how that works. You donate $100 to that chapter. We take 10% as an SHP management. I mean, we've got to run this thing, right? Um, and that's it. 90% of those dollars stay right into that community, which is, which is a really good percentage when it, it comes to program and management expense. I just want to be transparent with that. So you can donate and you can pick whatever chapter you want to. Okay, number one. Number two, if you live close to a chapter and you want to volunteer, 
you got a way to contact that chapter president say, I'm here, my hand's up, how do I get involved? And every chapter is always looking for either continuing service uh, for, for service opportunities for either build or delivery or becoming a core team member yourself. Every chapter loves it. We've got some chapters that have hundreds of core team members that, that, you know, volunteer, do bed deliveries, do builds, all sorts of stuff. And then of course, if you, uh, you know, if you're a family in need or you know a family that's in need, I don't care if it's three states over, you can go to our website and you can fill out an application either for yourself, you know, for your own child or for that family three states over. And based on their zip code, if we have an active chapter in that area that can deliver, they will contact that person and set up a delivery, you know, and then, and then last, if you do happen to go to the website, you're looking for a chapter that you want to volunteer and there's no chapter in your area and you feel like this is something that you want to do. We would, we would love to have you as an SHP chapter. There's a, there's a link on there called start a chapter. You click on that and you can go all the way through the process to see if it's something that you want to do. If you're, if you're passionate about it, if you have a heart and time for it, we'd love to have you. We'll teach you everything you need to know. And those really are the four things that you can do on our website and, and learn about us and learn about really take some time. If you want to, you want to dive into it, go to your school counselors, go to the police station and the, the fire station. Ask those guys really how bad is child bedlessness? They'll know. They'll know. They'll tell you. This is so real. Thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for what you're doing. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we cover before we close today? I think you got it. I, you know, I think go you got and, it. <laughs> <laughs> I just encourage everybody, look, you know what? I did a TED Talk a while ago and it was about passion and purpose and, and, and acting on tiny moments. You know, we all get these little tiny moments in our head of, you know, man, I wish I could do that, or I feel like I could make a difference here, or whatever. I don't care if it's building beds or saving the ocean or helping vets out, whatever it is. Just you're talk, speaking from a guy that sat on the couch and had that tiny moment come in my brain going, I had to get off this couch and teach my kids something. I know it's going to be work. I know it's going to take some time. I don't have this kind of time, but I promise you it's worth it. And you know what? Ten years later, a hundred, almost 150,000 beds made for kids later. I promise you what your tiny moments can turn into. Um, it, it, it's incredible. And speaking from a guy that just wanted to help one child out, tiny moments are really where the rubber meets the road and, and just get off that couch. Wow. That's so beautiful. I'm so glad that you acted on that tiny moment. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate all you do. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate it. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Oscar de la Renta. He said, The charities closest to my heart have always involved helping children in some way. And I want to publicly thank Luke for helping the children. And I invite our listeners to do the same. For our children are our future. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. Please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. And if you'd like to heal your life from the inside out, there is a free video series at HopeForHealingFoundation.org. Just click on the free stuff tab. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, and You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner. 